Hello fellow listeners of Save the D8, I'm Evan, the dungeon master to this group of lovable but deplorable cast of chaotic characters. Being a fan of D&D podcasts myself, sometimes it can be difficult to jump into a new show when you have no idea what's going on. So, we decided to make a semi-annual recap of what's been going on for our newest season, Epic. We began with our four players. Brash, the tiefling bard. Giddy, the Sather wild magic barbarian. Haven, the half-elf paladin. Shelly, the wild magic sorcerer turtle. They all wake up in a dungeon, stripped of their gear and cut off from any magic in this prison with no name. They have been branded with some kind of magic which breaks down their power. They also realize they have all been kidnapped not only from their homes, but from their own planes of existence. After meeting, bonding with each other, they concoct an escape plan with a veteran prisoner named Bub before they are all forced to take part in some mysterious ritual. After Haven tries to destroy the brand on their shoulder and gets caught, all four are pushed ahead of the line in order to take part of this ritual. The ritual, performed by a fallen Fey Lord, steals all four characters' fate and feeds it to this mystical tree which grows from this new power. Afterward, the group is given an ultimatum. Join the forces of no name, or die. It is then when the group enacts their plan to create a prison riot and use the chaos of everybody fighting to free themselves. And once free, find themselves on the edge of the Feywild. Now lost in the Feywild, the group leans on Giddy as this is their home and they have knowledge of a portal out on the sea that could take our crew back to their respective homes. At the same time, they are being pursued by the forces of No Name, namely a two-headed Etten, Hargle Vargle. Along the way, they perform a few acts of heroics, saving a group of goblins from a foolhardy master, protecting a town's supply lines, and even investigating meteors that fell from the sky. It was here that they found a dragonborn scout force that died on impact from the fall, and that there are groups that traverse the plains that could possibly take them back home. However, they did piss off a coven of witches that wanted to sacrifice them and Hargovargle, who they temporarily make an alliance with to defeat the witches. Once the witches were dispatched, the group headed off to Port Sharif to get a ship to find this interplanar portal that could take us home. We took a job from the Explorers Guild to find a missing girl, Ophelia, after her family was mysteriously murdered, in order to charter a boat. Checking out the home during the wake, we found clues that led us to believe that an urban legend, the Bagman, kidnapped Ophelia and dragged her back to its pocket dimension. We invoked the Bagman in order to follow it back to its home dimension and find her, but Haven, that's me, got separated after landing in a labyrinth of plexiglass boxes that are the true version of Bags of Holding. As we searched, I, Haven, fought off my claustrophobia and found Ophelia. However, Ophelia was no longer the person she used to be and had mutated into another Bagman. The rest of the gang, searching for both Ophelia and Haven, find a warehouse of many Bagmen who were creating their own versions of Bags of Holding using their hair as the thread. The crew managed to escape with the help of a crazed human named Jub Jub, 
by fending off the bagmen and escaping into the only portal left back to Ophelia's home. They landed back in Port Sharif one month later than when they left. And now with the funds with which to charter a boat, we checked out a bar called The Quacking Potato that has absolutely no backstory and found friendship and allies in a crew of Bundaburras who are adorable platypus people and not duck people. But the forces of No Name, oh shit, caught up with us in Port Sharif and we were forced to fight a lobotomized Hargle Vargle in order to escape. We sailed away after reducing a hefty portion of the no-name guards and headed off towards that portal. Along the way, we found out the Boondaburras are one of the planar traveling group that we've been looking for. But we got attacked by the remaining battalion of no-name guards as we were racing for the portal. We get blasted into it, ruining our planned ascent and sending us rocketing into a different world. The lost crew land in Jeweler, the all-encompassing sea. They also realize that the ship is beginning to sink. They have to make a choice between the Kookaburra clan, which are shark people, or the Vermeer clan, which are underwater vampires. They decide to ask the Vermeer clan for help and dive down below. They are greeted warmly by the vampires who aid them and ask them to attend a dinner to show them off to the upper caste. Once they arrive, they are greeted like VIPs and enjoy a wonderful dinner, but there is a price for this attention. One of the princes asks the crew to help find a new world for the vampires to colonize and find a book that can make someone into a lich. They agree, and Haven even agrees to be a champion in a deathmatch set far off in the future. They return to the ship being attacked by the Kookaburras and fend them off, but lose Captain Sudari in the melee. The crew agrees to move on and travels back into the portal, not knowing where they will land next. And that is just a brief overview of the first 27 episodes of the newest campaign, Epic. There's so many fun things that we couldn't fit in, like how Giddy got a spell mark of chaos magic, or even how to play the game Shelly Ball. There's even inside jokes about how I don't understand word properly, and I just say the dumbest things that fly out of my mouth. You get the gift. So what's next for our lost group of adventurers? What will they find in their continuing adventures? Planets run by a corporatocracy? Cursed worlds by an angry god? Or even some familiar faces from the last campaign? Let's find out on the continuation of Save the D8, Epic. Thanks for listening. You know it's a good sign of a coherent group that can't come up with a name?
that we didn't even agree what tense we were yeah, using or no, whether we were using I, they or we. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't about to reword my fucking paragraph. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, uh, they, 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 and then Monica was like, we, me, and I was like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> I, just, I just did you it live. Said, you said say it how your character would say it. Why would I call my? Why would I call us them? I'm just yeah. saying we're a group. We're a group that has yet to be named. 